Well, once again, the quarterback landscape is getting another shakeup this offseason. While everyone will obsess over Caleb Williams and Drake May and Jaden Daniels in the 24 quarterback class in the draft, this year's trade market and free agent quarterbacks are just as spicy. A handful of the starting quarterbacks will hit the market or be on the move one way or another, everything ranging from potential stopgap options to high-risk gambles to steady veterans uh, still on the table. For teams too far down the board to draft quarterback, uh, veteran quarterbacks are a plenty. So I thought it would be a little fun to take a look at the quarterbacks and where they might end up. So that's where I'm headed right now. And hope you join us for the rest of the show, which you can get by subscribing, liking, and sharing for free the Landry Football Podcast Network. That way you don't miss any of our shows, our football content. Um, for the most detailed breakdowns of the world of football, college football, NFL, we've got topics like this and many more at LandryFootball.com. Check it out today. If you like football, you're going to love Landry Football. Dot com. Uh, you get coaching from a coaching, scouting, front office perspective. LandryFootball.com. Check it out today. Take advantage of our scouting season offers. The best deal that we've got going. You can try it out for a month. You can try it out for six months. But our scouting season offer is the best deal that we have. Uh, make sure that you check it out today. Well, let's take a look at the quarterbacks. And the first one I talk about is Kirk Cousins. Um, There's nothing exciting in this offseason world about the Vikings bringing back Kirk Cousins, but it makes the most sense. These two competent entities are neither attractive nor daring enough to do better for themselves. They're settling, and that's okay. Minnesota isn't in a position to swing on a rookie quarterback in this class. They want to compete immediately. For starters, they aren't in the striking range of either Williams or May. Jane Daniels is probably off the table as well. J.J. McCarthy, who definitely has traits to be a good young player, um, but a developmental guy without question, big time. Needs to develop his body, add more weight. All those things can happen. Um, Could they go young? Could they go in that direction? Perhaps. The Vikings roster isn't that good right now. The pass-catching talent is superb, but the offensive line is closer to mediocre than good. And the running game was nothing last year. Defensively, Brian Flores did an excellent job making something out of nothing, but eventually that crumbled. This just isn't a competitive roster without an above-average quarterback. That brings us to Cousins and his market. How many other teams will want a 30-year-old quarterback coming off an Achilles tear? It makes sense that the team most willing to take on that risk is the team that knows him the best, already has an offense in place for him, and understands what he needs post-recovery. From that surgery. You know, uh, if Cousins doesn't fetch a fair contract elsewhere, it'll be on a team ready for the playoffs. Um, The Steelers and the Falcons could be teams that would be interested. The Steelers can offer Cousins stability. Mike Tomlin's teams always have a high floor, and Cousins can be the quarterback boost that finally gets the team on track to compete for the division again. The Falcons, by contrast, offer potential. You got Drake London, Kyle Pitts, B. John Robinson, uh, really good young talent. But we haven't yet seen that they are fully capable of yet. Someone with Cousins' experience uh, 
could get that out. Um, I think interesting uh, conversations around the league regarding him. Ryan Tannehill. Um, I wish I had a, a good feel for where he's going to go right now. But he's a hard one to figure out. It's unlikely Tannehill gets brought in anywhere to be the guaranteed starter. He'll be 36 by the time the season starts, and it's missed time with injuries the past two seasons. So what you're dealing with is you want to have a backup quarterback type number because that's what he may end up being and nothing more and would be a quality backup, no doubt. And if he starts, maybe you have some built-in incentives. There's a strong chance Tannehill's best days are behind him. He's not in the same boat as someone like Cousins, who's played some of the best ball of his career in 2023 before getting hurt. At the same time, Tannehill doesn't feel like the type of backup to be brought in as a veteran presence for a developing quarterback. The Titans sort of tiptoed in those waters with uh, with him by drafting Malik Willis and Will Levis, but Tannehill always sounded locked in on the number one quarterback job for himself. That doesn't make Tannehill a bad person or a teammate or anything. It just makes it hard to gauge whether or not he'd be ready to step in a caretaker type role. All that being said, the Steelers make sense for Tannehill based on Arthur Smith's connection with him. Of course, Arthur is now the offensive coordinator with the Steelers. He knows Tannehill well from the days in Tennessee. Moreover, this Steeler offense is equipped with good versions of those old brand Titans offenses had under him, big running back in Najee Harris, uh, and a guy that can go and take the ball away in George Pickens. If Tannehill wants to just take the normal backup route without having to worry about caring for a young quarterback, the Rams should be interested. Matthew Stafford and Tannehill share a lot of strengths. Um, Tannehill's just less detailed and creative. Sean McVay would have zero issues making the offense work around Tannehill Stafford, if Stafford went down for a time. Makes some sense there. Those are some considerations. What about Jacoby Brissett? Another guy that I think is very intriguing. It, when you look at um, Brissett, bridge quarterback that you like having. He's proven at multiple stops, can be a functional starter, um, be it back in 19 with the Colts or the Browns in 22. Nothing outstanding. Smart, aggressive quarterback, big arm, um, enough to hold down the fort for a while. <clears throat> the Raiders happen to be in dire need of a bridge quarterback like that. The Raiders, you know, um, they won't land in the draft one of the top quarterbacks. Maybe they can hit on one, but they won't land one of the top ones. That leaves them at either swinging big in the free agent or trade market for Cousins or Justin Fields or pairing a solid veteran while stashing a rookie on the bench to grow and develop. The stash and develop route makes the most sense because of where the Raiders are at with their coaching staff. Las Vegas decide uh, to promote him, um, they'll promote Anthony Pierce to a full-time job. Regardless of how good or bad Pierce proves to be, it's objectivity, uh, objectively true rather, that he is an inexperienced as a head coach, especially as a head job. Pierce could use a steady veteran quarterback presence like Brissett to get his tenure off right. Um, the Falcons, the Broncos make some sense. Both teams could draft a quarterback, but might not be in position to start them right away. Um, so those are some possibilities here. Baker Mayfield. 
I, I think most of us feel like he's going to resign with the Buccaneers. And he's technically afraid. It would be stunning if he signed anywhere other than Tampa, quite frankly. Neither party has a better option. The Bucs are picking 26. So Bo Nix and Michael Penix will likely be the only notable quarterback still left on the board. I actually think Penix might be gone. Uh, I would consider one of these guys um, for the future. Either the Bucs will trade up for a serious prospect or be left picking from a set of flawed day two caliber prospects, neither of which sounds appealing. As for Mayfield, what's the incentive to leave? The Bucs just gave him a new lease on football life. Mayfield played some of the best ball of his career. At the same time, it's not like Mayfield suddenly catapulted himself into the top 10 quarterback range, which probably means his options in free agency won't be any more appealing than what the Bucs have. It makes sense just to stay put, assuming that is the case. Uh, I do think the Raiders and the Steelers would make some sense um, if he were not to end up back in Tampa. Um, Raiders might be interested. Um, brings more juice than Garoppolo or Aiden O'Connell. Um, you know, I think the Steelers would make some sense as well. Justin Fields. Not going to be the quarterback for everybody. Taking on fields mean accepting the offense has to be run heavy. Play action boots, quarterback run game all have to be embraced. Fields isn't as detailed. Um, not the fast acting drop back passer. And the offense has to be tailored around that. The Steelers are built to support fields needs. While the offensive line could use work, the overall scheme of the offense makes sense. The Steelers want to run the ball and be a physical team. That was true even before hiring Arthur Smith this offseason, there's, there's no, but there's no doubt about it now. One thing to keep in mind, Arthur Smith was the head coach in Atlanta and did not um, draft Justin Fields and he could have. So what does that say about how he might fit in Pittsburgh? Certainly he'll have a say, a strong say, but has his opinion changed? Will it make matter a whole lot? Um, but they've got some, I think, pieces in there that could allow Justin Fields to be successful. Fryermuth, Pickens, Deontay Johnson, really good route runner. Fields has not had a pass-catching trio that good and that well-rounded since Ohio State. Maybe the Steelers won't fully realize, his, realize Fields' potential, but they can at least get quality play from him. That's more than they got from Kenny Pickett last season, and it should be, be enough to make him – more threatening in the division again. Fields could be a high-risk, high-reward gamble for a few other teams if the Raiders want to go to veteran route while still betting on some high-end potential. Fields could be their man. He's already worked with the Raiders offense coordinator Luke Getze in Chicago. He's as physically talented as any quarterback prospect the Raiders would have access to this spring. As for the Falcons, I'm personally interested in what that collection of talent might look like. Pitts, London, Robinson, or unthinkably athletic trio as they are sprinkle in a supremely talented athletic quarterback position like fields. I, I just want to see it. Uh, it might be a good fit. Um, I do think um, the Raiders and the Falcons might be outside possibilities. Matt Jones. What about him? The last guy. Um, won't, probably won't be a starting quarterback next year. Um, if anyone takes a chance on Jones, the Broncos might 
makes some sense. Sean Payton got a ton of mileage out of the Teddy Bridgewater, late stage Drew Brees, two quarterbacks who won with decision-making rather than arm talent or mobility. The question is, can you get Mac Jones to make better decisions? He made bad decisions in New England. Jones is less comfortable in tight pockets than either of those quarterbacks that I mentioned, but um, might be someone you can develop for the right price. Um, I do actually think the Broncos or anyone that trades for Jones um, might be able to start in week one, but they'll probably won't be able to start in week one, but at least there's a logical path for somebody like Denver. San Francisco makes some sense. Um, I do know that Kyle Shanahan liked them a lot coming out. Um, Cincinnati, uh, the, the Niners make a lot of sense. Letting Jones feast on in-breaking routes over the middle would would fit a lot of what he did at Alabama. That's why the Niners were, were high on him. The Bengals should also be interested. Joe Burrow has a history of missing games with injury. Um, Jake Browning is not under contract. Now, Jake Browning is the better fit, I would say, keeping him. But if they can't, then Mac Jones makes some sense. If the Bengals are serious about contending and don't want to keep Browning, someone like Jones makes a lot of sense as an insurance policy. It also makes a lot of sense for San Francisco. Uh, but Denver might be in a bigger need and might be willing to pay a little bit more money, which is why I mentioned it. All right, those are some thoughts. It's not a complete list. It's not all the guys, but those are the most pertinent guys at the quarterback position. Um, a reminder, you want more details on this and other topics around free agency, the draft, head on over to LandryFootball.com. College football fan, you want the ladies on the transfer portal recruiting. You want spring practice previews. You want a recap of who could make the impact out of the transfer portal at the, their new respective teams. We got it all for you, LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of our scouting season offer today. If you like football, you're going to love LandryFootball.com. Football from a playing, coaching, scouting, and front office perspective is what we provide for you at LandryFootball.com. So long, everybody. Talk to you again next time.